Apparently, I did not get the memo. As RJ did not get the memo yesterday. Yesterday, Nelson and I had our flannel on. We sent the memo out to wear flannel. You must not have got it. I did not get the memo today to wear the Motion W. I thought you wore the Minnesota Wild sweatshirt yesterday. No, I was. I had. I that think was, I did. That was Wednesday. Guess I mean. My days are blended well, together. Well, I have uh, messed up. I don't have my Wisconsin hoodie on. Nelson does, and ours has Wisconsin half zippy on. <laughs> you guys are looking super fly. Yeah, well. What? <laughs> I found that picture that RJ oh. was talking about. Yeah. Can, can you describe this picture, Nelson, of what we were trying to... <laughs> Let's just say there's side boob. Side, side boob. boob. Side boob. And it's not of a side boob that you'd want to see. That's my side boob. That's uh, my mess. Is that Max side that was boob? the front cover. <laughs> Nelson's friend has uh, a lot of side boob on the front page of the Wisconsin State Journal, correct? From a from a years, years ago. Yeah, years ago. But it's always funny to revisit, <laughs> is there, especially when someone's never seen it. Now before. is the whole thing hanging out? You see nipple, or is it just side <laughs> yeah, boob? Yeah, you do. <laughs> There's nipple in it. Yeah, oh yeah. So this is your hey, that's not the worst. Uh, State Journal. There was one I think when I was in high school too, where it was a cross country runner. Well, there wasn't a nut hanging out, was there? There may have been. No! Was there? I well, thought that was on uwbadgers.com. Does no, no one saw it? No one noticed? Like, oh, there's a, there's a ball? Yeah, yeah oh. they, they got rid of it later. Well, Nelson's friend um, was wrestling and was at high school. <laughs> we can move on. Yeah. I just had to show and he got tossed, to go. And he got tossed, and his boob came out, and uh, they put it on the front page of the Wisconsin State Journal. Yeah, All right, so. The crotch lift and the boob bottom. RJ, next Friday is Wisconsin versus Illinois. How excited are we? So excited. So excited. So excited. Uh, I'm pretty pumped up, dude. It's um, it's more players now coming out, because I have comments here uh, that we're going to get to, uh, more players now coming out to say that this is not a revenge game against Illinois. Um, this Now, off the heels of a couple weeks ago, Nakia Watson, the running back, saying that uh, they deserve a butt whooping, and it sounded like to Nakia Watson it was a revenge game. But now you have um, – here, I found it right here. Uh, Burks, uh, the linebacker, says is no revenge factor here against Illinois. Uh, I mean, we're just approaching the season like we're happy to play, you know, obviously with all the uncertainty going on with COVID. Uh, we weren't really concerned with who our first opponent was going to be, and it really isn't a revenge game. You know, it's a new season, new focus. So we're just happy about the chance to play, and we're going to treat every game like it's its own game. we got to win. All right, so Noah Burks right there saying, the outside linebacker saying that it is not a revenge game. Do you guys buy that? No. No. <laughs> Same. Yeah. No. Uh, I get it, though. They're towing the company line. It's like we're just excited for the opportunity Well, one person was Well, and he's not necessarily walking the company line because he didn't use the phrase or the word opportunity. He said chance. Chance, yeah, that's true. Or taking advantage of. Uh-huh. Um, it is definitely a revenge game because if Wisconsin were to beat Illinois last year, we're talking about them if they beat Ohio State going to the college football playoffs, correct? Correct. Rowdy, correct? Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. I, I think they, they, they very easily could have been that fourth seed with how they played the rest of the season, the teams they beat, when you would have only had that one loss to Ohio State mm-hmm. and then another extremely close loss where you should have won against Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. Yep. If that was in Alabama, who had just two losses, and they were, say, to Georgia... They'd be the number one seed. <laughs> they, would, they would have been let in as that four, that oh, four yeah. seed. Yep. If Wisconsin had just two losses, both to Ohio State, who at the time was like 
number two, I believe. You still think they're in? They should be in. Yeah. It's two losses to number two. They yeah. they crushed Minnesota. They beat Iowa. They beat Michigan. They beat every team in front of them. Yeah. Except yeah. for the team that, in my opinion, I'll I'll say this, that Ohio State team may have been just as talented as LSU. Mm-hmm. But they, if you guys remember, got completely screwed against Clemson sure in did. that semifinal. <laughs> yeah, game. they did. Sure, even sure even did. Kirk Herbstreet was kind of like, oof, I'm an Ohio State grad. I'm also an ESPN employee. This is pretty tough. I got to walk the company <laughs> line here. <laughs> All right, so losing. Like, like well, Going back to that game, the other commentator was more against the call than Kirk Herbstreet was yeah. because yeah. he was trying to be so down the middle. Oh, it was kind of funny. Oh, Herbie. Because it was bad. All right, so we, we heard from uh, Burks right there, um, outside linebacker, uh, where uh, Noah Burks has a chance now to be the guy as – is replacing the likes of Chris Orr and Zach Bond. How tough is that going to be for the Badgers, RJ? Is that just something that, hey, it's just next guy up and we've always done this and Wisconsin always just beats ass at that linebacker position? Honestly, outside of not knowing a guy's name, when was the last time you were worried about the linebacker position? Uh, before Levy and Casillas. There you go. <laughs> then there it is. That's that's, Early 2000s? That'd be like my freshman year. Yeah. Early 2000s. <laughs> so here's more from... Well, it seems like ever since Jonathan Casillas yep. and DeAndre Levy, ever since those two, who were both big-time players, they've always had good linebackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's more from Noah Burks on his chance to be the guy. Absolutely. Um, you know, obviously, that's a big thing, especially when you lose two huge playmakers like Chris and Zach. You know, someone's got to step up and fill those shoes. And, you know, with the long line of outside backers that we've had that have had a ton of success in this defense, uh, I think that it definitely puts a lot of weight on my shoulders. And that's definitely something that I want to fulfill the role of. Uh, so the duo of Orr and Bond combined for 24 sacks and 33 tackles for a loss a year ago before heading off to the NFL. That's, that's, a, that's a lot that's of production to replace. But to you guys' point, I've... I and I, I could take it from you guys as well. Haven't been worried about Wisconsin replacing these guys, right? For I mean, since your freshman year of college, it, it just seems that, and that's a while I mean, ago, not the date yet. Even when you bring in a a uh, JUCO guy like Van Ginkle, I mean, they've found these guys, and whether you want to call it a system or not, and I don't think you can anymore because, I mean, the defense the Badgers run is what's getting run by a majority of the teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And we even know because Jim Leonard has modeled his defense after the two defensive coordinators he played for. Rex Ryan, who was D coordinator and then head coach. Loves feet. And he played for him. And then Mike Patton. And he's even said, if you want to get to know defenses, Rex Ryan is the Old Testament, Mike Patton is the New Testament. I like that. Yeah, it's like the Bible of Badger and, linebacking. And you know what? Whatever you want to say about the Packers defense and all that, but we still know depth is an issue there. And the four, I, and all, four and all, though. right? And I don't think Petten has. I mean, because I mean, you look at Petten's track record as a D coordinator. Yeah, it's pretty darn good. Um, except when you don't have the depth and all the guys you need at certain positions to run your defense. Sure, then it becomes a little more of a 
defense that's suited for a shootout rather than a defense we've seen. I don't want to continue to but. toot Petten's horn, but even his head coaching uh, prowess with Cleveland, seven and nine, that's a hell of a accomplishment. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they could have almost got a statue built for him. <laughs> that was almost three times as many wins as the next guy. <laughs> got. Seven and nine to Cleveland, you, they'd celebrate the, the ground you want to really set records. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, how about the inside linebacker position? How about Jack Sanborn? Pretty excited about him. Here's comments from him of taking. Uh, taking the step from being a guy that does his job to being a leader. There's a difference between guys that are just there to do their job and just do it well, and then guys that are there to not only do their job, but also do more and produce more and make those plays that really they're not supposed to make on paper, but it just comes to the game and they just play the game and do it well. Sanborn's going to be one of those guys that expected a lot of coming up. Yeah. Um, He's one of the – was he a four-star coming out of Illinois? Yeah, I think so. Um, memory serves me correct. You know, he he's one of those guys they got in early on. Uh, right here, a physical freak. Yeah, they they the Badgers have gotten a lot of good players lately. Dude, and, that, and Leo Chanel, too, alongside oh, of him yeah. is going to be just insane. And, I mean, uh, Mike uh, Mascalunas. Yep. Uh, um, who else we got there? Noah Burks. Or not Noah Burks. Uh, that's the Packer. Um, no, Noah Burks is the outside linebacker for Badger. Oh, you're thinking Burks from Owen or Owen. O- Oren? Sorry, Oren, Oren yeah, Burks. Sorry, um, Noah Burks. Uh, then you got Herbig, who mm-hmm. seems like he's going to be getting playing time. I mean, we got. I'm there's not. A, there's a lot of talent there, right? I'm not worried about this, especially when you have uh, Chanel and um, Masculinus who. Just love hitting people. Oh, my God. They just light people up. I mean, like, I would not want to be a slot receiver coming across (laughs) the middle against those two. Um, Uh, Here, RJ, to your point, how about this? I got comments here. We'll we'll play one more comment here from Sanborn about uh, Maluskas, and then we'll go and try to get Rowdy a winner on the action zone because we need it. My God, do we need it. So here's here's Sanborn on uh, what he likes about uh, Mascalusa's bringing to the defense. Brings consistency. Mike's a guy that everyone on the team can just rely on. You know he's going to go out there and do his job and do it really well. And uh, that's how he's been. That's how he always is. And, yeah, he's a great player. He's just progressed with understanding the whole defense and his, and his technique. He's a guy that we're going to count on and that we're going to need. And excited for it. Yeah, If you say it too fast, you screw it up. Mascalunas. Oh, yeah. I, I always have to stop and think about it before <laughs> yes. I say it. It's like uh, and the, I always got to think about the running back's name too, even though it's... He, I, he had that co- uh, Isaac Garundo. Uh, Garendo. Garendo. I always yeah. screw it up. Well, it's like uh, Chimre DK. Yeah, we, that one I can get now. Chimre DK. That's easy. <laughs> that just rolls off the tongue. We both were getting that wrong and Zach had to like, come and like it's like hooked huh? on phonics. Yeah, it's like Jack did an impromptu hooked on phonics. Yeah, I was like, oh. yes, thank you. Teach me the ways. Sounds like they're saying Jim. No, it's Jim. It's Chim, not Jim. You sure? <laughs> you sure I'm saying this right? 608-321-1670. Twitter is at Zone Madison. We're going to dive into the Packers here, but before that, uh, Nelly had it gone in 60 seconds. We just had a question on Twitch. What are your guys' thoughts on Le'Veon Bell signing with the Kansas City Chiefs? My, uh, my immediate one, the rich get richer. Yeah. I mean, you are juggernauts. It ain't going to hurt them. Yeah. Ed- Edwards uh, Hilaire was already having a pretty darn good season, and you just add to that running back stable because I forget the backup's name, but he was. Damian wasn't, Williams? Yeah. He the was. Guy, the guy that had the big runs in the Super Bowl? Yeah. See you. Third See you. You're third string now, bud. You think Edwards Hilaire is like, dude, what the hell, man? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's like, a, I was driving <laughs> beast to know. What do you want to do? But if you look here? at it for the KC perspective, I mean, 
Edward the Solaire, Jets are, and the Jets are still paying him the six million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's cheap. Yeah, Edward Solaire is what five seven, about two ten. Yeah, so he's a smaller guy. Maybe you not not necessarily wanting to run him through the tackles every single play. Now you bring in Le'Veon Bell, who's obviously a bigger back. Mm-hmm. Edward Solaire, also you like to get him out in space, get him the football. You can do the exact same thing with Le'Veon Bell and run him up the middle more. Yeah. I think it just the Chiefs are anything, just dominant. If you if you look at what Matt Lafleur has done with Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, yeah, you might see more of that coming from Kansas City, getting both of them in the game at the same time, maybe splitting one out, mm-hmm. or or you know going two backs in the backfield and getting them in open space. Oh yeah, and then you still have to defend. I don't know Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Oh, and don't forget yeah. if uh, someone else wants to run, a guy named Patrick Mahomes not too bad at it either. Who? Yeah. Never heard of Just this guy that uh, is going to be a flash in the pan. Total beast. (laughs) Um, The Kansas City Chiefs. The one thing that they need, though, is still that defense. Because that defense played extremely well down the stretch last year. It looked so hot against the Are Chiefs the most dangerous team in the NFL? But yet it played well. Their defense played extremely well against Baltimore. But then, like RJ said, they looked pretty bad against Oakland. Yeah, that's the craziest thing, right? Las Oakland, Vegas. Oakland beat them. Las Vegas. The Chiefs, though. No, the, Vegas. <laughs> did I say Oakland? Yeah, we both did. did. Damn it, Rowdy! The Las Vegas beat them. Just call them the Raiders. The Raiders. I, yeah, it's tough. Stick it's, with the team name because I do the same thing with the Chargers. If I yeah. if I think about it too long, I will say San Diego. They are, they are the most dangerous team in the NFL. We want to look at. Uh, are you really the Vegas Raiders if you haven't had fans yet? No. I mean, sure. that's where you are, I guess. But yeah. Do I know you? No, but there you no, are. But there you are. That stadium looks pretty damn cool. How about that? You build a brand new stadium and no fans are allowed the in. Death Star. That thing's pretty, pretty cool. It's pretty badass. But yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs. My God, I saw the. Um, it was like the uh, the power glove, <laughs> Thanos of the him ripping out um, Vision's forehead. Stone. Yeah, and it said Le'Veon Bell, and he put it back in his <laughs> in the glove, and all of a sudden, you're like, it's Mahomes wearing the glove, too. It's like, yeah, that's pretty spot on, man. Um, it's unbelievable that a market like Kansas City is is now the destination. Like, this is the spot. That just shows you what a quarterback can do like Mahomes. I'm yeah. surprised if, if Ted Thompson had any had any cojones back in the prime of Aaron Rodgers, people wanted to come with Aaron Rodgers. Like Marshawn Lynch was like, tell Ted to come get me. And it was even before that, people wanted to come and play with Favre, yeah. a.k.a. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. And yet everybody and was just like, nah. What did the Patriots end up giving away to, to get Moss? Was it a fifth round? Yeah, it was like nothing. Fourth or a fifth round pick or something? Yeah. Brett Favre was like, yo, go get Randy Moss. And then what they do? Nah, that's all right. It's all right. Nothing. We'll bring in Ravel Martin. <laughs> <laughs> just think, if you have... You We're going to draft and develop some people for you. You have a... Because I'm still living in a world that has no free agency. <laughs> like bringing Bra- Corn Robinson, even though he was cut. <laughs> like what Nelly was saying, uh, everyone's talking about... Everyone's talking about how Patrick Mahomes is doing things we've never seen before. Well, Nelly, are those same people saying that? Have, did they watch football in like 2010? Like there's no doubt that there's no doubt that Patrick Mahomes is probably the most talented quarterback in the NFL right now, and he's a rising star. He was a MVP. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's not even 25 years old yet. Like there's no doubt about any of those facts. But to say that he's doing things that no one else has done, that's it's, just a it's, lie. It's absurd. It's a bold faced yeah. lie. Who who has the a single season um, quarterback record? Who who holds that right now? From 2011 season, it'd be Aaron Rodgers. 
I don't see Patrick Mahomes having that. Did, did you guys see that? I no? did not. I, I did not. People are like, oh, Mahomes doing stuff he's, no one's ever done before. Did you, did you not watch Aaron Rodgers? Or did you guys see the clip with Patrick Mahomes, you know, because they made such a big deal about the no-look passes? Yes. And then, and then, like, right after, I think it was that week where they were, they were talking him up for these no-look passes, he tried one and completely airmailed, I think it was Travis Kelsey, <laughs> out of the back of the end zone when, when Kelsey was wide open. Yeah. I think that was last year sometime. Mm-hmm. But then it was also they had Brett Favre yeah. on, and he was talking with Patrick Mahomes. And they were doing like that little walkthrough, like in the practice field, and Brett Favre's hanging out doing this stuff. And we know Brett Favre's older. He's in his, what, around 50 now? Yeah. He was walking in there like, oh, play. you know, let's do some of these throwing drills. And Patrick Mahomes, they were talking about the no look throw again. And Patrick Mahomes was throwing at the little, um, you know, netting, uh-huh. the one that um, Jordan Love rolled out from <laughs> and, it's totally and, and missed completely it. missed. Well, they were doing no look passes into that netting. And Brett Favre did it just as well as yes. Patrick Mahomes. And Brett Favre is like twice his age. Yeah, Brett Favre yeah. is 51 years old. And they were doing the exact same thing, the exact same drill that they were talking him up for. In fact, and Brett-, Brett Favre, I'm sure, doesn't go home every day and sling a football around. No. Yes, he does. Hey, haven't you seen the commercials yeah. when he's wearing Levi's? He, uh, well, Copperfit. I'm sorry, Copperfit. Yeah, Brett Favre's birthday was on the 10th. He's yeah. like, he just he's, turned 51 six days ago. He's playing pickup football every weekend with, because of his Copperfit. Brett, I know you're listening. Happy belated birthday. And I don't know where he and Jerry Rice yeah, he must to have play took, in those games. He must have took time out of his day the other <laughs> Sunday to, to go catch a real football game instead of playing his flag, flag Okay, league. I'm glad you brought up Brett Favre because coming up we're going to talk Green Bay Packers. Do you think, as we saw earlier in the season where Brett Favre was wearing a Tom Brady... Uh, shirt. It looked like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pirate. Yeah. It was Tom Brady's face. Will Brett Favre, who was in the stands in Tampa Bay, be in the stands again watching the Packers take yeah. on the Buccaneers? It has to be. He's Why a big Tom you? Brady guy. It, and he's a big Packers guy, obviously. And supposedly he's a big Rodgers guy. Yeah. Now, Allegedly. about to find out. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, well, Brett Favre. What are people going to be mad about on Monday? Because they were pretty mad that Brett Favre was in the stands last game he was there in Tampa Bay. Well, just the players because their because families, families couldn't come. <laughs> like, dude, uh, is your family's last name Favre? Is no, your family okay. a Hall of Famer? Is your family uh, a legendary quarterback who is a god among men? No? no. Okay. Oh, oh and oh, we're mad about Favre not wearing a mask. Well, the dude was eating. He had a bag of chips in his hand. What do you want from Favre? And it's outside. And it's it's Florida, not California. Yeah. Could you imagine him having his mask up while he's walking around? Then he puts one chip in, flips (laughs) flips it back back up. up. Yeah, say no California. Say no. We don't got time for wussies like in California. The people who say that Buccaneers are a trap game for the Green Bay Packers are what? Nelson. I'm going to say a little misinformed. RJ, what would you say? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. It's not. Uh, not I, to I don't put you think in a so. spot like that. I would call them dummies. The the way it seems, uh, Matt Lafleur goes about things. It's on a week to week basis. He's not really worried about that next game. It's a one and zero mentality, RJ. You just worry about each day, right? Mm-hmm. Where have I heard that before? Oh, every every other coach that has ever existed <laughs> in professional or collegiate ranks. Uh, but yes, it, isn't this hard to? This is not a trap game, by the way. If you were to say that Tom Brady, who has six Super Bowl rings as he fronts a team, is a trap game, I, 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 I don't know what reality you are living in. I'm looking at this here, and Green Bay is favored by one point uh, as they go this down. This line's to the Bucks. been crazy. It has. What did it open up as? Weren't the Bucks favored by like three and a half, two and a half to start? Or am I am I dreaming? 
this this line has been bouncing I feel like it's been everywhere pretty much all week. It, it's been it's been a weird one, which makes sense because I you hear a large faction of people that are talking about man, this is a trap game or this is a game where I look to see that Tampa would probably win. I don't have that feeling. The game started as uh, the game opened as Green Bay at two and a half point underdogs. Yeah, Bucks were favored by two and a half. Up as high as Packers, two and a half point favorites, and now it's been bouncing around. Now it's mm-hmm. Packers by one, which you know that's a pick 'em. Man, this is crazy. So, what else is crazy is that Aaron Rodgers, the last time he played. Tom, um, they've only played three. This will be their third matchup, if I if I'm correct. This will be their third matchup. Yeah, I think or I mean, third the, or fourth for the Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. The, the people who just make that seem like it's so odd. Well, they played in different, different conferences. conferences. Yeah, they they rotate on who they play uh, across the conference, so it makes sense to me. But I mean, they could have played one more time, but Matt Flynn played because of a, a Aaron Rodgers concussion. Yeah, so, and that was when yeah. he threw, wasn't it, six touchdowns or yeah. whatever? So it could have been the fourth time. Or it could have been the fifth time. If you're uh, uh, looking at uh, a certain uh, playoff game uh, from uh, a while You mean ago when uh, the Packers should have beat the Giants? And Yeah. Well, that, or, no, that was different. when they should have beat the Seahawks. Seahawks, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, unfreaking believable dude. So Packers, Buccaneers, Brady, Rodgers, Rodgers, thirty-six. Tom Brady, forty-three. Uh, growing up watching football, boys, I feel in my when I was growing up watching football, I thought these dudes just like ate raw meat, rubbed dirt on it, chugged some brewskis, and went out there and just lit people up. I think that's because that's what they did when you were a kid. Now you look at this, yeah, <laughs> like that. That's and then probably I would, not. Oh. Too I would, far off. I would go look back at old pictures, and they'd be smoking cigarettes at halftime. Like, okay, when men were men, we were, like, ripping cigs, ripping darts, eating raw meat, and just lighting dudes up. Now you look at this matchup of these gladiators. Aaron Rodgers taking shots of wheatgrass, and Tom Brady eats avocado ice cream. But they are still two people that are just dynamite at what they do, awesome at what they do. It's just everything's so hyper-focused now and individualized by your diet. And Tom Brady's got his TB12. Aaron Rodgers is almost a vegan. He doesn't eat dairy, I think. So it's it's pretty rare to see how the game has evolved. But at the end of the day, you still see two titans going at it. Um, A trap game, we have a question here from Papa Pick. He says, how could it be a trap game? After coming out of a bye, what yeah, are they looking? That's exactly. Are right. they looking ahead to Houston? <laughs> yeah, you're not. No. You're not looking ahead to Houston. You're coming off of a bye. Tampa Bay has was been one of those big headliners coming into the season, right? Oh, Tom Brady's moved to Tampa. Yeah. Oh, they brought in Bruce Arians. Oh, they're retooling all this. Blah, yada, yada, yada. They've they're doing offsite practices, and this was before it was illegal. Remember that? Yes. Oh, they just brought in Rob Gronkowski. They've been one of the faces of the NFL offseason. This isn't just a team coming out of nowhere. They've been one of the teams that is supposedly uh, could potentially be a team to make a, a playoff run or a Super Bowl run. They have a lot of talent and pieces. They have a great receiving core. This team's not coming out of nowhere. No. This team's been talked about. It's a trap one of the game. most teams in the NFL. It's a trap. It's a trap. Who, whoever said it's a trap game, go outside and kick your own ass. And, and stupid. On top of that, Buccaneers have had a lot of injuries. <laughs> Buccaneers, well, COVID nineteen. I can't. Buccaneers touch are banged up. They they've had a lot of guys that have have been hurt. 
Yeah. And then when you look at the Packers roster, we've talked about it. They've had some injuries, but nothing major outside of Lane Taylor. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to imagine after a bye that Devontae Adams oh, and Kenny yes. Clark are playing well, for this. Let call. me give you some good news. It was really both quick. announced they're traveling. Right? Let me, yeah. let me yeah. give you some good news, boys. On the injury report, Kenny Clark is not on the injury report. Devontae Adams is not on the injury report. I'm looking at it right here. The only There's four Packers that are on the injury report. Tyler Irvin's questionable. Kevin King is questionable. Montrevious Adams is questionable. And Mercedes Lewis, a.k.a. Big Dog, is questionable. When you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Chris Godwin, he's questionable. Scotty Miller, he's questionable. Uh, Carlton Davis, he's questionable. Their cornerback. Uh, Jordan Whitehead, their safety is questionable. And Khalil Davis, their defensive tackle, questionable. And then you throw in, I know Mike... Uh, Evans is not on the list for you know questionable, but he is battling an ankle injury. I thought I heard Khalil Davis is out for the game. Is he? I'm, I, I'm looking I, right here. Uh, it could be. I'll go look at their official. I thought I heard ESPNs. that. Um, All I know is night. that if you look at the injury reports, the Buccaneers are much more banged up or have guys that have ailing injuries, where the Packers seem to be getting their better players back. Right. And coming off of a bye, where you have that extra week of prep, you it wasn't like a weird bye. Where you're like the the Steelers and the Titans, where all of a sudden your your game gets canceled on like a Thursday, so you didn't get that extra real week to prep for your next upcoming game, if that makes sense. So there's two mm-hmm. there's two players on um, it was a full week, two players on Wednesday that did not participate at all in practice. That was Tyler Irvin with a wrist, and also Kevin King had a quadricep injury. Ooh. Uh, limited was Big Dog Mercedes Lewis, Chris Barnes, Jair Alexander, and Nelly's guy Rashawn Gary. But Devontae Adams, full participant. Kenny Clark, full participant. See, I'd be interested to see what happens if Mercedes Lewis doesn't suit up because you already know that Josiah DeGuara went out with a season ender. Mm-hmm. And, and Lewis, obviously he's the leader. He's, he's a leader in the Packers locker room. He's definitely a leader at the tight end position. Yep. And then you'd be down just to Bob Tanyan, who has been good this season. Big Bob. And Jay Sternberger. And you know Big Sternberger has struggled at times making blocks. Yes. So that that could be a little and uh, concerning, L- uh, and catching the ball, <laughs> but that that could be a little concerning. But other than that, the tight end needs to do. I know. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I feel like you're getting a lot more healthy. Totally. Now, speaking of injury, I have comments from Aaron Rodgers upcoming. Aaron Rodgers uh, has not played at Tampa Bay since 2014. That's when he suffered a calf injury that he said was due to poor surface. He also suffered a shoulder injury there. Now, this is a while ago in 2008. But Rodgers, in the comments we'll hear coming up, says he's had a couple of rough ones. Uh, down in Tampa Bay, and they were like, remember earlier in the week we were making fun of them, like, oh, it's going to be hot down in Tampa. I don't, oh, what's going to happen? It's going to be hot. It's going to be like 60 degrees in Tampa. Uh, I, I looked, uh, let's see here, they have uh, the weather report. AccuWeather says a potential high, partly cloudy, of 89 degrees oh, down in Tampa. Oh, that ain't so bad. I would, uh, listen, I saw in our weather report here in Wisconsin that it might a lot of lot of wind tomorrow. We could get snow tomorrow. And potential snow and leading snow into Sunday. Why, Jeebus? Why? It's October 16th. I was promised global warming. Where's it at? Odds makers believe the Green Bay Packers could go 16 and 0. Whew. Ooh, buddy boy. Oh, buddy. I mean, they are 4 and 0 right now. And after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Packers have a pretty light well, schedule. I'm looking at their schedule right now, and obviously this game they opened as the the favor or the what was it 
the Packers opened as two and a half point underdogs. Yep. They were bet all the way up to two and a half point favorites, and now it's been bouncing kind of right around that minus one to pick them area. So it's it's been a, a weird spread per se. But outside of this game, when are the Packers really going to be the underdog? Well, let's see. It's they not going to be against Houston. They go to Houston to face the Texans. That's not happening. They'll host the Vikings. That's on not going to be November first. They'll be the favorite there. They'll, they'll be the favorite against Houston. Then uh, November. Oh yeah, this is tough because the Packers play no. Wow, the Packers play November first, and then four days later, got to play against the Niners. But the Niners are just in, in shambles in right California. now. In California, yeah, they are. It's in California where they've struggled. Under Lafleur last year, we we know that three games where they were just awful. Yeah, but that's not the same San Francisco team that no, they had really to play. Not. Then you got uh, hosting the Jaguars after they'll that. be a favorite. The Jaguars, and then they go to Indianapolis to take on the Colts uh, at the second to last game of November. That could be a little closer spread, but I still would have to say the Packers are probably the favorite. Now the Colts. They just shut down their facilities due to COVID-19. They're waiting to um, see more of their testing. So their game against the Bengals this weekend is in jeopardy. We'll see what happens there. But then after the Colts, the Packers will host the Chicago Bears. They're a favorite there. Yep. And then the Packers host the Eagles. Obviously a favorite there. And then the Packers go to Detroit to take on the Lions. Favorite. And then the Packers, uh, December 20th, will host the Teddy Two Gloves and the Carolina Panthers. I like what the Panthers are doing, but... The Packers should still be the favorite in that game. And then this will be a doozy, I hope, at the end of uh, December when they host the Tennessee Titans. And I would think that the Packers would be a favorite there Same. just because it's a home game. Might be a little more dicier if it was on the road. Yep. But I think by the time they get there, it'll they'll probably and, uh, still be the favorite and then end the, the season f- at Chicago. And the final game of the season, yeah, you go to, to uh, Soldier Field to take on the Bears. I don't know uh, Bears. if after this Tampa game, they'll have a game where they'll be an underdog. I think they'll be a favorite so in every single game. And the Packers game. are favored right now against Tampa Bay, aren't they? By one point. Packers yeah, are one they point. They are currently the favorite. So early lines right now, I have them out for Vegas. This Sunday against the Bucs, Packers favored by one. Week seven against the Texans, Packers are favored by five. Against the Vikes, week eight, Packers are favored by six and a half. Week nine, as of right now, against the Niners on the road, Packers are favored by three and a half. Against Jacksonville at week 10, <laughs> Packers are favored by 11 and a half points. And then in Indy, week 11, Packers favored by three. Hosting the Bears, week 12, Packers favored by eight. Packers, week 13, hosting the Eagles, favored by nine. Week 14, Packers in Detroit, favored by seven. Week 15, Teddy Two Gloves and the Panthers in Green Bay, Pack favored by eight and a half. Tennessee Titans right now. Uh, Packers would be hosting them, favored by four. And then as of right now, according to Vegas, week 17 to end the season, Packers favored by six in Soldier Field. Wow. Wow. Packers could finish 16-0, and according the, to the odds makers. And the two question marks to me would have been the Colts, but now they have the that outbreak. Phillip Rivers has looked his age. Yep. And you just said that one was about a three-point spread where the Packers were favored, and then Tennessee Three. would have been the the other one. Tennessee's four, four points. And those the Tennessee game, thankfully, is at home. Yep, crazy. All I don't even think it's even close to questioning them being underdogs in any of those other games. All they got to do is get through this one, right? 
I mean, here's the thing. And though, then you, they still have to take care know. of business. Yeah, they you, can't just all of a sudden reel off three straight losses and expect to be favored. You don't in all know these when injury is going to happen. You don't know if there's a clunker coming up. You don't know if they're going to continue vibing at this level. Yes, but the Packers do have to take care of business. Last year they went thirteen and three, and they looked dysfunctional or disjointed, not dysfunctional. They looked disjointed for almost every game last year. I think the only complete game was. I mean, there's, what, th- two or three games where you're like, yes, this was a complete game for the Packers. Everything else, it was just a – it was clunker after clunker, and the Packers somehow got by by the skin of their teeth. This year, they look so much better. They're they're putting up historic points, historic Well, offense. I mean, they've scored 30 points or more in every single game yeah, in the first four weeks. It's history for the Packers being made right now. So since the NFL began its playoff system in 1932, there have just been four teams to have perfect regular seasons. Uh, obviously, the 1972 Miami Dolphins are the only ones to also go through the postseason unscathed. But the 1934 Chicago Bears, they went 13 and 0 in the regular season, lost the championship game to the Giants. The 1942 Bears were 11 and 0 in the regular season, lost the championship game to the then Washington Redskins, now the Washington Football Team. And in 2007, we all know about New England <laughs> Patriots. They went 16 and 0, and what happened? The freaking helmet catch with uh, Eli getting his ring. Unbelievable. Green Bay, the Packers, have had two teams finish with just one regular season loss since 1932. We all know what happened in 2011 when the Packers, speak of the Giants, and then in 1962, the Packers, widely considered one of the best teams in franchise history, went 13-1 and and defeated the Giants in the NFL championship game. The Packers started that season 10-0, and lost at Detroit on Thanksgiving, then won their final four games on their way to hoist the championship. Could you imagine a 16-0 and Packers? And then they go on to win the Super Bowl, bow down to Matt LaFleur, the ground he walks on, and build him a statue and give him a street. If they run the table... I know and, we're getting ahead of ourselves. If they ran the table and go 16-0 and and then won a Super Bowl, my God. My God. I don't even... And it would be in. We couldn't even go celebrate in this year. That's the crazy thing. No, we can. Well, it'd be then. It'd be I don't know. If if the L.A. Lakers fans can do it, yeah. If the L.A. Lakers fans can go out there, I mean, they were flipping over buses and starting things on fire and looting and celebrating the Lakers championship. All I want to do is just go fire up the grill and drink some brewskis and hang out with some friends and be like, "Hey, the Packers won the Super Bowl. How cool is that?" I don't want to burn anything or or loot any businesses, Rowdy. I just want to sit around with the grill and eat some brats and drink a beer and and be like, "Hey, our Packers are world champions." That's all. That's all I personally want to do with with a group of friends. Is that so wrong? Is that so wrong? And you didn't really hear about anything going going down in Tampa Bay when the the Lightning won it all, did you? In the NHL? No, I, know, I didn't. I didn't. I'm sure we probably, yeah, maybe. We'll have to see who wins the uh, Major League Baseball World Series. Well, right now we'll the, have to see if there's any riding for that. Looking at it, who's got the best chance of getting to the World Series? Tamp, the Rays are one game away, and the Braves are one game away. Correct. If if L.A. was there, they've already set the precedent. If L.A. comes back against the Braves and wins and then goes to the World Series, L.A., who has not won the World Series since 1988, has already set the precedent this year of burning down buildings and and just looking like idiots when their team wins a championship. So we know L.A. set the precedent. And they're still alive. They're still alive. But I'm, I'm thinking the Braves might get it done because they're up 3-1. to one. The Rays, I mean, didn't you just bring up the Lightning? 
Yeah, you didn't really hear. I didn't hear of anything with the lightning in their Stanley Cup. Yeah. Well, so the only one you got to worry about is L.A., I think. To set the precedent, though, L.A. has already done it. But if the Packers, do you believe that the Packers can go 16-0 if they get this win against the Buccaneers Sunday? That's a a tall, tough task in the NFL. I'm going to say it's possible, but do I expect it? Absolutely not. I mean, Matt LaFleur is still perfect against the NFC North in his career. Yep. How long can that really go? The teams that see you twice a year, they'll now have had, by the end of the season, they'll all have had four cracks at them. Yeah, it's impressive. Plus, you have to go to the West Coast against San Francisco, a team that has crap canned you. Yep, Packers do not do well in California. They played multiple terrible games in California when they had to travel. Mm -hmm. Now you throw in COVID with that. We're already talking about a COVID 2020 season where who knows, maybe the Packers schedule gets thrown off, not even on their own, you know, fault, but by the team they're playing. That's the, that's the other thing too, because you see it now, the Colts, their game's in jeopardy now with COVID-19. Yesterday, um, what was it? Adam Schefter reporting that four Falcons had COVID. Well, it turns out that was fake news. Go figure. A a guy with a blue check mark, a journalist is peddling bull crap as it turned out to be what one staffer or something like that. So they're back at going. At so it. COVID could throw a wrench into that. Yeah, you could extend the season. All of a sudden, you're not uh, you're not vibing and rolling like the Packers. Or have been. could just more or less having to to you know change games around and change the schedule. Yeah, could just throw you out of your routine that you're not used to. Yep. Like look at what they did to the Bills. Yeah, the Bills, they looked like garbage against uh, the Tennessee Titans. And then the Bills were supposed to. And so the Titans they, were the one that went against protocols and screwed it all up. So the Bills played that was it the Tuesday night game. Yeah, they were supposed to turn around and play Thursday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. They got moved. What, that would have Monday? been a two-day turnaround. Now they got pushed back to Monday. Well, that definitely changes things for obviously both teams. Buffalo would be happy about it, obviously. Sure. But Kansas City, they were prepping for a Thursday game. Now all of a sudden, you're told you got to play on Monday. Yep. Well, they bought them a little time to get Le'Veon Bell acclimated now to their roster. God, Edwards Hellier is gonna be like, dude. What I thought. But I, thought I mean, that's that, the guy. That would just completely change. How you went into practice early in the week, totally. thinking that you had a Thursday game versus now it's all of a sudden it's pushed back to Monday. I hate to bring it up, but you know what we know as uh, uh, Wisconsin sports fans is getting kicked in the nuts relentlessly. Hence the nut kick continuum. Watch the Packers go 16-0 and and all of a sudden Rona rears its ugly head. Um, or like when Sasquatch Mike called in yesterday and told us there's this new fungal uh, outbreak going down that's going to destroy humanity. Watch the Packers are like primed to go undefeated, look like juggernauts. No one can beat them, and all of a sudden Rona shuts it down, and the Packers all of a sudden you just get a vacant, a vacant year for Super Bowl. Here, here are my the nuts again. Here are my Packer potential loss scenarios. It's it's the Thursday night game where it's a short week. This is if everything holds normal schedule. Short week having to go out to California where you've struggled against a team who you've struggled against. That that has a recipe for a potential loss, in my opinion. Then you look at uh, just maybe someone in the division finally figures Matt LaFleur out. Because, uh-huh. I mean, how impressive would it be to go undefeated for two straight years against interdivision foes? It would be insane. Be exactly. Awesome. And then... I'm just going to throw one out there because I think it would be be typical Packers and and typical heartbreak. Throw it out there. You lose to like a terrible team like the Eagles. 
Oh, and your God. boy Carson Wentz. I, Carson Wentz stinks, but I could totally see the Packers doing something like Where that. Where they just completely lay an egg. I because you know, there's no it'd way. Be like, it'd be like the complete egg laying where they they lose to the Eagles and go 15-1 and one and the Eagles finish like third in the don't NFC you, East. Don't you put that bad juju on me, Ricky Bobby. And win like five games the whole season. Don't you put that bad juju on me, Ricky but Bobby. But other than that, they should they should theoretically roll in a lot they of should. these games. I mean, obviously, if they continue to play how they have been. Obviously, Sunday is the, big, is the big task. You're going down to Tampa Bay to take on Tommy, Bruce Arians. A lot of we've we've talked about a lot of people think it's a trap game. A lot of people are are betting on Tampa. If you think this is a trap game, go get your head checked. Uh, Let's see, Packers JT Jeff tweets at me and he says, "All right, let's say because we had that conversation, Packers going undefeated and winning the Super Bowl. If that's the case, you give Matt Lafleur a statue and is maybe give him two streets instead of one." He says, Jeff says, "Would Rogers straight up peace out of Green Bay if they finish undefeated and hoist the Lombardi Trophy?" But Where, Rogers just say right off in the sunset, mic drop. Yeah, if they want to give them two streets, it'll be like at an intersection. It'll be the one street will be La, and the other one will be Fleur. <laughs> Do you think the Rogers, if he got that next Super Bowl, let's say let's say Rogers, who right now probably is it's him and Russell Wilson in the MVP conversation, MVP conversation. Let's say Aaron Rodgers separates himself from Russ, aka Mister Unlimited, and he gets the MVP, and then he gets the Super Bowl ring. Would you see a scenario where Rodgers is like, all right, well, I got, I got the MVPs like Favre does, and I got one more Super Bowl than Brett Favre. I'm out. I don't think so. I, don't I, think, think, so that, I think that would officially cement that he ends his career in Green Bay. It would be a, but that'd I be a hell of a way to go out, though. I don't, I don't care about him and who's going to win the MVP, him or Russ, him or Russ. That'll yeah. play itself Just out. Give us a Lombardi I would trophy. be more concerned and, and would like to talk more about how would you rate Packer quarterbacks of all time? If he wins a second one, are you putting him above Favre? Because I think a lot of people right now still, it's pretty 50-50 in my opinion, whether you think Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre was better. I think there's a lot of old guard that love Brett Favre. Oh, I, my, my love for Brett Favre will never change. I will always have Brett Favre number one in my books. You, Aaron Rodgers could go on and win eight Super Bowls in a row. I would still have Brett Favre number one. I mean, purely if you look at the numbers, though, if, if Rodgers gets to the Super Bowl and wins, it's two Super Bowls, two winners. Yep. Brett Favre, two Super Bowls, one winner. Yep. Both have MVPs. Yep. St- statistically, both extremely good. I mean, it'd be a real discussion. Oh, it would it would go to Aaron Rodgers if he won another Super Bowl and he get another MVP. I mean, Favre is one for two. Aaron Rodgers would be uh, two for two then, obviously. But let me ask you this: It just really it really hurts Aaron Rodgers that he hasn't appeared in a second Super Bowl. He hasn't even appeared in a second Super Bowl. Last time I checked, though, uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't go back to back to back with MVP Rowdy, the trifecta. Brett, but could Lorenzo? You- Favre. Could you argue though that from 2011 to 2016 he could have won it three years in a row any given year? I mean, yeah, you could argue it, but unfortunately, what's going against him is he didn't. And that's the same thing with LeBron James. As much as you don't like him or whatever, I mean, the guy probably could have won like ten MVPs in a row. Yeah, I mean, LeBron James easily could have done that. He should have. But you can't change what happened in history. Unless you got a DeLorean. You got a time machine? Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are down, going, going to go down for their what? Their third meeting on Sunday. 
So it's not a one-on-one. It's not a one-on-one battle, obviously, but it is very uh, intriguing when it comes to selling some sizzle, some headlines. Um, they've spent their entire careers essentially with the same teams. You know, Tom Brady, twenty years with the Patriots. Rogers, always been a Packer. NFL, different conferences, obviously. Their interconference matchups mean they can only play each other in the regular season once every four years. So that's why you don't get really too much of it. So in two other matchups that that should have happened but didn't, it was in 2010 Aaron Rodgers missed a road game in New England because of a concussion he got uh, against the Lions the week before. And then in the 2014 uh, playoffs, what appeared to be you know a showdown between the Packers and the Patriots in the Super Bowl didn't happen because of the infamous Seattle Seahawks game. Brandon Bostick, if I, earlier today I said I wanted the DeLorean, if I could go back in time and change one event for sport, it would be tying Brandon Bostick's shoes together so he couldn't jump up or or trip maybe walking out to the sidelines or whisper in someone's ear like or his ear be like, yo, dude, I know you're going to get something inside you that says jump up and grab this ball, but just sit your ass down on the turf and let Jordy Nelson catch it. I would I would go back in time and change just that. <laughs> Was there, would, you change, would you change any outcome of that? Oh, that game, it just haunts everyone. If you're a Packer fan, it haunts everyone. I would just tell Brandon Bostic, you know, the the onside, the uh, the field goal, the fake field goal, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. It's all part of it. I would just tell Brandon Bostic, dude, don't. Don't. I mean, yeah, it was Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson and, and Marshawn Lynch and all these other guys. The Legion of Boom was just just being built then. Don't. But, I mean, think of the storyline. Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Green Bay Packers, New England Patriots. Yep. The rematch from Brett Favre v. I mean, it's like, come on. Brett Favre, Drew Drew Bledsoe, Bill Parcells, Mike Holmgren to the new age. Like, come on. That would would have sold so much more. And then, obviously, Brandon Bostic happened. Because if you think about it, like Brandon Bostic, that dude, like his mental health, you know, because mental health is a big thing to you know keep up with lately. Brandon Bostic, that dude got torn apart viciously, and still probably is. I know he is. I've seen it on Twitter. Still getting. <laughs> Sounds like you're one of them. No, if you're I'm, not, these I'm, not, comments. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I thought about it, but I'm not. But I'm like, okay, all the other stuff that happened. Sure, it's part of a football game. Brandon Bostic literally says. I don't know what it is, but something in me made me jump up to get that ball. He said, I knew my job. I knew what I was supposed to do. The coaches made it very clear. I was supposed to let Jordy get it, but something in me made me do it. Yeah, it was the bad angel on your shoulder. Yeah, I would it go was, back. It was the devil. And just tell Brandon Bostic to stop it. Be like, don't. <laughs> something told me. Don't yeah, do it. You looked at the wrong angel on the, wrong the, sh- side. On the shoulder. Yeah, Because then Brandon Bostic would probably be being – probably have – you know, the haters would not be out in full force on him on Twitter. I would save not only the Packers going to Super Bowl, but I would save the essentially the online life of Brandon Bostic. I'm trying to remember what happened to Bostic because the Packers cut him, and didn't he, re, didn't he sign with the Vikings or something like that? He, you know what? I've tried to forget everything Brandon Bostic, but let me look I up. thought he signed with the Vikings after. But the reason why we're talking about this is if the Packers would have won that game, they would have faced off against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Um, in the Super Bowl. Yes, he did sign with the Vikings after that. He was Vikings and then Cardinals and then the Jets. So in 2015, he went to the Vikings, Cardinals, Jets, all in 2015, and saved the Jets up until 2016. 
I don't know how you walk into a locker room and not look at the name Bostic and be like, we have this guy, like this guy's on our team. Don't put him on special teams. Find a different role for him, please. Like, let him be like third tight end. Just let him sit. Uh, but, <laughs> God. Yeah, I would go back and tell Brandon Bostic just to stop it. Just don't. Whatever you're thinking, don't. Do the opposite. It's like George Costanza when he said wants to do the opposite. Whatever you're thinking, do the exact opposite of Brandon Bostic. But yes, that the Packers and Tom Brady would have faced each other. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady would have faced each other if you know that would have happened, Rowdy. Instead, we only got two matchups. Well, we know how good Aaron Rodgers has been. Him and Russell have to be the front runner. Yes, for the MVP right now. Yes, Aaron Rodgers hasn't thrown an interception, an interception yet. I don't think the, the Packers four games. The Packers, as a the team, Packers have haven't had zero, a turnover. Have zero turnovers. Aaron Rodgers has thrown for thirteen touchdowns, no turnovers, over twelve hundred yards. He's a Rod- top two guy for the MVP. Rodgers is on. Wilson, Rodgers is on pace to have fifty-two touchdowns and zero interceptions. Matt Lafleur, his offense and his scheme. Has been incredible for the first four games. It's been guys are guys are wide open. It's easy to know who to get the ball to. It's just clicking on all cylinders, and it looks phenomenal for the first four weeks. I just don't think the people that are talking about you know Tampa Bay this could be a, an upset or Tampa Bay should be the favorite or whatever. I don't think they've really been watching a ton of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, look have, at this. Have you watched much of them? I've, I've watched a game and Here a half, and I would say, yeah. I mean, same. I watched I the watched Saints them lose. game. I watched them lose to the Bears. Where they got absolutely dismantled against the Saints. Yeah. And then you watched the Bears game where it was like... Where Tommy forgot his fourth down. It just it didn't look great. Yeah. But, I mean, what have you had? Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers seem to be clicking. They That relationship seems to finally be... Good, because we were very unsure about it, especially last year, just because they had some arguments and some comments back and forth. Nothing major, but it's like, eh, maybe it's a feeling out process. Yeah. Now they seem to be clicking. Look at on the opposite end now. Bruce Arians, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's been yelling at teammates. That's been finally hyper-focused on. It's never been hyper-focused on before. Yep. Bruce Arians and, and Tom Brady making comments about each other. <laughs> Well, Tom Brady's like yelling at people's faces, and Aaron's like, well, I'm glad he's doing that because I don't have to do it then. It's like, well, you're the head coach, dude. And then at the same time, you just purely look at Tom Brady's numbers. They have not been good. And they have not been good all season. Let me me give you the team breakdown here. Points per game, the Packers score 38 points per game. The Buccaneers, 27.8. That's an 11. Let's let's round up. It's a 10-point difference. Points allowed per game. Packers allowed 25.3. The Buccaneers, who have a decent defense, 22.4. On the offensive side of the ball, yards passing. Packers, 303.5 per game. The Bucs, 275. Yards rushing. The Packers, 150.8. The Bucs, 99.4. And let's look at their defense, which the Buccaneers, Rowdy, have a very good defense. They're really good at getting at the quarterback uh, and sacking. Aaron Rodgers only have been sacked three times this year. Defense, Packers. Yards allowed total, 374.8. The Buccaneers, 323.8. Passing yards allowed per game, Packers, 269. The Bucs, 265.4. Rushing yards allowed, now here is the big one. Rushing yards allowed per game for defenses. The Green Bay Packers, 105.8. The Buccaneers only give up 58.4 rushing yards a game. Yeah, it's going to be a struggle to run. It is. Pack, Aaron Rodgers is going to be throwing lasers out there. But 
how comfortable would you have been, eh, I don't know, about four years ago, if someone told you, well, we're going to stop the run and make Aaron Rodgers beat us? <laughs> You'd laugh at him. Yeah, I just, I just chuckled. You would laugh Please, at Please, let, let that happen. And, and you just rattled off the different team stats, and that's one of the big mismatches. Mm-hmm. Packers have a good run offense. They're in the top five. Tampa Bay has a phenomenal run defense. Yep, something's that's, gotta give. That's that's the one matchup where something's gotta give. Now, if you looked at how did we introduce these topics? It's Tom Brady versus, versus Aaron Rodgers. Okay, let's look at that. Aaron Rodgers has the best QBR in the league. Tom Brady's ranked twenty first. Twenty first. And don't forget for that rush defense, Vita Vea is out for the Buccaneers. If you look up Completion percentage, so that's more or less accuracy. Aaron Rodgers is 8th. Tom Brady is 20th. If you look up at yards, you have Aaron Rodgers. We know Aaron Rodgers doesn't necessarily, especially lately, because he's more of a, I don't want to say a game manager, but he doesn't throw for the three, 400-yard games like he used to. Yeah, He's still 17th. Tom Brady, 10th. Now, Tom Brady has been losing in a lot of those games where they've had to throw a lot. But then average average um, pass downfield, Aaron Rodgers is fourth at 8.7. Tom Brady, Tommy. 24th, Ooh. just seven yards downfield. Oh, Tommy. That, that's, that's insane. And then when you look at you know interceptions, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers as a whole have zero. zero. None, no turnovers. Tom Brady is ranked 46th of all the quarterbacks that have played for interceptions. Tom Brady already has in four games. Well, well, I guess you got to throw. In I the, guess it would well, be five games. But he's up. averaging. He's averaging a pick. But, but you got to throw in the the pop a pick on Twitch says Rodgers is 17th in that state right because of the bye week. So, so throw that in there too. Exactly. So yeah, that that so it's a little, a little um. But even if you player. even if you looked at quarterback rating, the quarterback rating what's yards per game? Just in the passer rating in general, Aaron Rodgers is second behind. Well, Russell Aaron, Wilson. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP Tom, right now, or Russ. Tom one Brady, of the if I told you he was middle of the pack, he is, and he's surrounded by Gardner Minshew and Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Fitzmagic. Tom and Brady, that's for passer rating. Tom Brady. How about that? You have the giant beard from Fitzmagic, you have the mustache from Minshew, and then you have the clean-shaven Tom Brady. And like we already said, Rodgers, he's in the middle, but he's had his bye. Tom Brady is 10th. He hasn't had a bye yet. Yeah. Tom Brady's averaging nearly an interception a game. Uh, Buccaneers, too. I mean, that loss to Chicago, very confusing. In, In almost every single stat. Who's more convincing of a team, the Packers or the Patriots? Or, I'm sorry, the Packers or the Buccaneers? The Packers so far. Yeah, hands down. In almost every single stat that you look at, if you take into account the bye week versus not having a bye week, Aaron Rodgers is in the top three for almost every single category. Tom Brady is sitting around 20th. Well, look at the weapons, too. Aaron Rodgers is getting back a fully healthy Devontae Adams. He was so pissed he couldn't play last game that he tweeted out about it, then he deleted it. Devontae Adams is now back like 110%. He said said he's never felt better. And now you have... Tom Brady, who's got a banged up Mike Evans, he's got a banged up Chris Godwin, he's got a banged up um, what, Scotty OJ Miller. OJ Howard's done for the year. OJ Howard's out. You know, Leonard Fournette's been dinged up. The Packers are in a perfect position coming off the bye to just take it to the Buccaneers. And it's a bye. That's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe this could have been a look ahead if this was a, a home game before they played like a good team on the road. They're playing the Texans next week. 
<laughs> Romeo Cornell gonna get it done over the Packers? Forget about it. Not happening. I just don't. I just don't necessarily like straight up. The be- the Buccaneers could beat the Packers. Yeah, well, any, always, yes, they could. Any given they, Sunday, Rowdy. And Packers this, are favored on the road. This could happen to be a, a clunker game for the Packers, right? No doubt. It could. It could happen. Yeah. But the situation doesn't really say in my mind. Look ahead game. No, there's. It, it doesn't. It doesn't say clunker game. If you think it's a look ahead game, go check. Get your get your IQ tested. Jesus, it's Tom Brady. And they're on a bye week. It's not a look-ahead game. It's not happening, Rowdy. Remember the – this is funny. You remember the AP – so the AP Top 25 for college football? Remember week one we uh, they introduced the AP Pro 32 poll? I forgot about it till right now. The King just linked me on uh, Twitch. You remember how the AP now has their uh, their power rankings or their rankings, I should say, for the NFL? Remember that? Yeah. The King just linked me. The Seattle Seahawks, number one. The Green Bay Packers, number two. The Chiefs, number three. The Steelers, who you took in the action zone, number four. The Ravens, five. You go all the way down to number 14, and there are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know who's ahead of the Buccaneers by one? The Chicago Bears. <clears throat> what? All right. So there you go. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you if you love the rankings. NFL's got some new ones. The um, – the AP Pro 32. Buccaneers 14th. The Packers second. Gambler to the stars. Let me just get my uh, let me get some Elvis Presley going here. A little Viva Las Vegas. Even though he's not in Vegas, he is going to be in New Orleans. We say hello to our gambler to the stars, Raphael. Raphael, what is up, my friend? Not much. Just uh, doing some work. You know me. Trying to uh, find some ridiculous stuff to put betting odds on. Well, Raphael, I will come in uh, to work here about 4 a.m. and I will have one or two emails already from you as you are crunching all kinds of bets. What did I get last night? CrossFit odds? Oh yeah, I was gonna put my I was gonna put my name on there for the men's championship CrossFit. I think I would probably be like 500,000 to one. But uh, Matthew Frazier, uh, no one's gonna beat uh, Matthew Frazier. He should be minus eight dollars. <laughs> Raphael, I mean, I'm not. I I'll be honest. I do not know much about CrossFit, and uh, I gotta ask you, what what does it all entail of setting lines and CrossFit for you with uh, what you sent out? A lot of past performances, a lot of YouTube watching. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's just <laughs> it's a lot of. A lot of reading and watching ridiculous stuff uh, on YouTube and stuff like that. I think the women's CrossFit, everyone thinks Tommy uh, is going to win minus $3. But keep an eye out for Haley Adams at 2-1. to one. Now, Raphael, something I was chuckling about, because you it, it's a town hall presidential props, <laughs> and you said, ha-ha, yes, I did. Enjoy. Um, did, what, did you watch the town halls last night, and did you see any like weird bets pay off? Uh, yeah, we have some. I'm waiting for the official transcripts to come out uh, on them. I finished watching uh, the Trump one uh, late last night, so a lot of the overs got, came in on the <laughs> Trump. Uh, so it was uh, it was it was a little bit more calmer than. Uh, I'm so glad they kind of did the town halls instead of having both of them stand up on stage and just be children. So and yell at each other. Hard, yeah, it was either, it was, even though it was, it was hard to watch some of the stuff that they were saying, but. <laughs> For a betting perspective, I, I guess it was kind of fun. Did you have one like how many softballs will Joe Biden get at all? Was that on there at all? Oh, I should have. Yeah, I should have <laughs> asked how many times Joe Biden would have said, um, uh, that would probably be. you going to do any like Hunter Biden odds coming out of anything? Like, will, uh, he, you know, will he get caught smoking crack again, or yes or no, or something? 
I don't think he will because nothing. I mean, everything that's come out this last week, we've all known. I mean, there's nothing yeah, new. The true. only thing that would shock me if one of the candidates comes out with, with a, a, a sex tape with midgets. <laughs> uh, I think that's the only thing that would shock because everything that they're trying to come out, bringing up old stuff, is old stuff that we already knew. Yeah, that's funny, man. Will another laptop be found with Hunter Biden and midgets? Like, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. All right, let's go. Uh, just ideas for you, Raphael. I'm not saying it, it happened yeah. or is going to happen. I'm just trying to give you some interesting prop bets. All right, but let's look at the NFL, the shield. Uh, We were talking a lot about, like, people were saying that, not a lot of people, but some people were saying that it was a trap game for the Packers against the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Uh, Through a better's eyes, Raphael, I said there's no way in hell this would ever be a trap game. Through a better's eyes, would this be a trap game potentially? I mean, if you kind of think about it, traveling uh, all the way to Florida and Tampa, it could be. But let's face it, uh, the Buccaneers are still not healthy. I mean, their their running games all banged up. Evans and Watson are, are still banged up. I know both of them are going to play. Their defense is all banged up. And the Packers are getting Adams back. So on paper and what, what the Packers have versus what the uh, Tampa Bay have per injury-wise, the Packers are healthy. The Packers are playing better football. No disrespect to Tampa. I don't think that if they lose their game, they're going to end up 3-13. and 13. It's just a bad matchup for a team that's suffering some injuries right now like Tampa. And they're still trying to gel as a team. There's a lot of new faces on this Tampa Bay team. Green Bay has the same faces. Let's face it, you guys don't add people to help the team. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to no, that. None, none taken, none taken. But, uh, yeah, I just think uh, on paper per health, I, I think this is a win for the Green Bay Packers. They would not be shocked if Aaron Rodgers, again, puts up a big – you're averaging 38 points a game. Yeah. I, I just can't take that away. That That's why Green Bay is uh, perfect. Uh, Nelson, you want to tell Raphael the bet you took in the actions on the Yeah, day? so for the weekend bet, I ended up taking the Pittsburgh Steelers minus 3.5 against the Cleveland Browns. What do you think of that? I like that. I, I, I'm also going to – I'm going to wait to see if the public puts that to 3, which I don't think so. I mean, I don't think we're going to move it all 3.5, so I'm just uh, praying to the gambling guy, just like I'm praying Super Bowl's playing on Valentine's Day, just to screw up all that young love. Uh, but I, I think Pittsburgh uh, could win this game. And, and people are calling it a rivalry. It's not a rivalry. Pittsburgh owns Cleveland right now. The home team has won four straight meetings in this one, and Cleveland struggled at Pittsburgh. So if this game was at Cleveland, then I might look at the Browns, but – Pittsburgh Steelers defense, no Cleveland's going to want to run the ball. And Steelers defense on the run is really good. Yeah, talking with Raphael right now, our gambler to the stars. Check him out on Twitter at VSI Doc Sports for all his awesome information. Raphael, let me ask you, man, what game are you looking at uh, specifically here in the NFL, one that jumps out at you? It's basically, we already talked about the early game. I can't, well, I'm glad that the NFL split those two games up. I'm glad the Steelers and Browns are playing yeah. at early 1 a.m. or 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so I get to watch that great division battle. And then at night, at the, the 4 o'clock game, there's only two 4 o'clock games. And if you're going to watch the Dolphins game or the Jets game at 4 a.m. and have money on that, I have a 1-800 number gambling problem gambling number to call because watch the Packers and Tampa Bay game. Even if you're not a fan of both, it's going to be a fantastic, fantastic matchup with two quarterbacks slinging it around to try to win a game. Those are the two best games on the board. That's funny, man. How much did Dak Prescott going down affect the Cowboys and their uh, lines? It did, but at the same time, they paid a lot of money for Little Red Riding Hood, Andy Dalton, to come in there <laughs> and, and play a quarterback. He can do it. I mean, I think now we're going to see maybe a, a better Cowboy team because now they're really going to establish the run early, yeah. which I always thought they should do with Zeke. Give him the ball and, and be able to control the tempo. So they might be – a little bit better, but let's face it, it doesn't matter how good their offense is. Their defense is oh, stinks. That's why I, I don't call them Dallas. 
I call him Alice because I can't pronounce the D in Dallas. <laughs> Rap, you got the you're killing. You got the jokes today, brother. I love it. Uh, Raphael, I want to turn my attention a little bit to college football. Speaking of uh, lines getting affected, uh, Nick Saban, Alabama's head coach, getting the Rona, COVID nineteen. How much did that screw with the the Vegas line? Yeah, I was on my couch uh, taking a little break. The game was still six, Alabama, Georgia, and then the news came out, and then boom, it was four. I'm like, holy god! Last time I checked, I didn't think. Saban threw a touchdown pass or tackled in the secondary. And I understand the over just because everyone knows Saban is so controlling during the game at halftime with all his coaches. And it is a big, a big test, but I'm sorry. I think Alabama just has way better offense than Georgia does. And I think Bama's defense felt very disrespected uh, last week, letting uh, Kiffin run wild on them. I think they're going to play a lot better. So I still like Bama in this game. And I'm just hoping Saban is like uh, a computer on the sidelines with, his, with a computer head monitor just strolling around uh, yelling at his team. That'd be fantastic. I would like to see Saban in like a, like a hazmat suit just coaching, you know, like something like that. I think that'd be kind of cool, yeah. Uh, Raph, I like that. with the Big Ten getting underway next uh, Friday, Wisconsin is going to take on Illinois, just Big Ten in general. What does that mean? Are we, are we getting more bets flying in then? You got more football to watch? How excited are you for the Big Ten to finally start playing some ball? Yeah, next year. I can't wait for it. We got some Big Ten football coming up because now all these games are getting postponed and being pushed back to like no end of November, December. So when we thought we might not have football, at least college football in December, we're probably going to have a full week of college football right. in December because of all these postponements and move games. But yeah, I'm excited. Big Ten's coming back. I'm excited. Pac-12, Mountain West. I'm excited for Tuesday Mac action games. So uh, yeah, it should be fun. So, Raph, before I let you go, man, I know you also love to dip your toe in a lot of entertainment and prop bets. What are you working on right now? Because I'm very intrigued. Of uh, I love getting your emails because there's always uh, you never know what you're gonna get. Like, I mean, I never would have saw CrossFit coming. Any cool entertainment ones you're working on? Still working on some movie ones coming up. I just don't know when stuff is coming up on the theaters. I'm working with The Handmaid's Tales <laughs> their next season, working on some prop bets for that. So, uh, Do you have any uh, like uh, a Supreme Court, like ACB and uh, Handmaid Tale references? Do you have any over-under or prop bets ooh, for that? That's, that's an interesting one. I, I kind of like that one. I have to see. Well, Rav, uh, all the, all the, the blue check marks are out there all comparing it to The Handmaid's Tale, which is hilarious. So I think there's some yeah. there's some there's there's something there. I don't know what it is. I'm not the professional, but there's something there, you know? She should come out with an all-red dress on in the next uh, meetings. That'd be fantastic. Oh, they would lose their minds. It would be hilarious. Um, have you heard anything on, like, when – because don't you get advanced screenings on movies? Yes. Have, have you seen any, like, No Time to Die, the new Bond one at all by chance? I have I have not seen – I haven't got uh, an advanced screening. I think the last one I got was Mulan, uh, and that was right before – I think it was like a month before Disney Plus announced that they were just going to show it there. I haven't seen or heard anything – uh, just because I, I know the movie, the, the the movie industry is just so big question marks. They don't know if they're going to put their movies on streaming or if they're going to be able to put their stuff. I know a lot of the big movies are shooting for December okay. uh, and stuff like that. So I haven't seen anything besides Mulan. And actually, Mulan wasn't that, that bad. I highly recommend watching oh, Okay. It. I really want to see that new Bond movie, man. I heard the, the uh, intro to the new Bond movie is unlike any other Bond movie. It's breaking away from the norm. So I just I just want to see some movies, dude, you know? I agree. Well, Raphael, if we want to follow along, which I already do uh, at VSI Doc Sports, but uh, besides Twitter, where else can we get you? You can follow me on Instagram at Raphael Esparza, and you can find me at DocSports.com. Raphael, I always appreciate your time, man, and uh, happy gambling, my friend. Take it easy. Have a fantastic weekend. You too, buddy. There he is, Raphael. Like I said on Twitter, VSI Doc Sports. Rowdy.
People will literally bet on anything, won't they? Oh, 100%. Uh, they will bet on anything. I, something something is there at the Handsmaid's Tale and ACB and Supreme Court. Something is there. I mean, look at look at the Florida fathers in the Pee Wee games that were uh, betting on Pee Wee football. <laughs> I don't yes. even think some of them were fathers. I think they were just, I think there, they were just for there for the, the action. Betting. They're yeah. like, yeah, come on, give some action.